0: Ah, thank you so much. Uh, we are back again, Rahila. And now, um, as I was saying uh, just a minute ago, the, the term poverty, as I believe today, yes, there's people who are poor, but I've always uh, believed that each and every one of us can get themselves out of poverty. It does not need someone to come from somewhere else to get you out of poverty. Sometimes, we are in a very, very uh deprivating situations And you look around, surely you see nothing coming forth out of it, and you put yourself down. But in as long as you're made complete, you know, you can always do something to get yourself out of poverty, Rohila. And that is the, the the repulse of loving self. First of all, find love for yourself. Love yourself the way you are created accept that you were made complete, accept that God created you to create a difference. You know, the more we see ourselves as people who are made to create a difference in the world, the poverty runs away. But if we see ourselves as people who are were created to seek, you know, seek guidance, seek opportunities from other people and not ourselves, from our own beliefs and you know the knowledge that we get the little knowledge that you get from other people and also from self because you can train yourself to learn some other things across the world we don't always have to go to class to get knowledge right yes and that's yes. where something comes into the conflict over knowledge and power you know when you believe that knowledge only comes from class you deny yourself the power of knowledge itself so Back to you, Rahila. How will someone, you know, start or acknowledge the power of loving themselves in, in which will repulse into getting back the power to, 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 themselves as well to use it to create a difference across the world?
1: Yes. Thank you, uh, John Gora, for you know sharing that. What you said is very, very powerful as well. Everything starts with self. So you know we we said. Um, Sit down, and and even if you just think about it, if you don't write it down, instead of you know thinking nobody loves me, you see we have a belief system that parents need to be there twenty four seven, they need to look after us, they need to hug us, they need to do x y and z because we've been we've been um, kind of conditioned to believe that, and then the mind compares because a child who's an orphan now in a home of comfort, we'll look at another child with all the parents and having the comfort of a home with the parents. The moment there is comparison, there is suffering. So what we do, what we did when we did outreach work in the rural areas where we worked with children who abandoned children, whose parents died from HIV and AIDS, for example, we began teaching them how to love themselves that there is a reason why you are not meant to have children. I mean, sorry, not children, not to have parents. And of course, vice versa, why some parents don't have children. There's a greater reason for that. And when we open into that, that the only person or, or, or thing we need is this higher frequency energy called God or the infinite intelligence. And when we totally surrender to that infinite intelligence, which is the unseen realms and world, whatever you want, you will have. You will find the parents because you're looking for parents. And what happens? You will find it in the home of comfort or somebody may adopt you, or you will find adults who will show up will become the surrogate parents to you. Mm. So a community becomes a parent to the child, not their biological parents. So when we start seeing different perspectives, like I work so often with parents who cannot conceive or have children, maybe for them, they already, uh, the mind, you know, the God wants for them a gift of looking after other people's children. So you are a parent anyway. You know, some people decide on their own that they will not have children. And I know Mm -hmm. going forward with the new generation, uh, even in my family, lots of young people have made a decision that they will not have children because they yes. will look after humanity as children. So they they don't want by their own choice to have biological children because there's so many other children there, that are there that they could serve and love and serve humanity and a better planet. So their way of giving is in that way. But mm-hmm. what happens when you're not awakened and you're unaware, you'll make up the story that you are barren, you are... Not good enough. Women berate themselves terribly when they can't conceive, but they Mm -hmm. don't see a bigger picture of why that is not supposed to be their soul journey. And you see, the human experience and soul journey are two different things. The soul is something that you learn, you know, valuable lessons where you awaken to your higher self. The human experience is when you're in a total robotic state, as though you're in a state of hypnosis, you carry on. Uh, and there's no meaning to life. You're merely just existing and carrying on. So we always have choice. And when hardship comes in the human experience, the universe is giving you a kick up your butt to wake up, <clears throat> excuse me, to see the bigger picture. And some people don't get it. <clears throat> like some people will often have accidents and end up in hospital. At a deeper level, the belief system is the one people around them. So the accidents they create will get them many visitors and they feel loved and nurtured in the (laughs) hospital. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And it becomes a game you play. And people eventually get tired of coming to see you and say, what's going on with you? What's wrong? What what is this with all the accidents? Mm -hmm. And we're always meeting you in hospital. Can't we meet you in a better space? And then the person wakes up. So then the consciousness of accidents fall by the wayside. So these are the patterns we must awaken to. So coming back to being poor and struggle, if you you are saying that story and creating that story 24-7, I'm poor, oh, uh, we don't have rain, we have drought in my country or where I live and it's so ugly and we're starving. If you keep saying that and you remain there, that will be the story of your life. You will eventually die in that space. But watch when you shift the story and say, you know what? I'm so grateful for being alive. Yes, we are going through all of this. I acknowledge it. But actually, I don't want that movie anymore. I don't want that to be the story of my life. Dear God, there's infinite intelligence. I'm rewriting my DVD of the story of my life. I want to be in a place where there's rain and there's balance and there's food and there's higher consciousness. And that's exactly how God will work in your favor and take you out of there and put you somewhere else. But for as long as you don't believe there is a better life, you'll continue living that old life. So we got to keep creating new DVDs of our lives of how we want it to be,
0: and that's what you will get. I think that's a, a very a very uh, important uh, uh, part you've touched, Rahila. That I would like also to. Uh, give a push or give a word. As, and especially, this goes to my African brothers. You know, Rahila, uh, for for a decade or many decades, uh, we have been talking about poverty in Africa, struggles in Africa, and, you know, the dark side of Africa. And very few of us can wake up, you know, one day and and, and look at the camera and talk about the light <clears throat> and the the, the the better sides of Africa. And giving an example, like, for example, in my country, Kenya, you know, when I was growing up, when I was a little kid in school, in primary school, and uh, partly high school, there was less of corruption being talked about in my country. And during that time, corruption was not something so big, because nobody talked about it. And it was there, yes, but it wasn't a bigger thing that you could see everywhere. But in the recent past until today as we speak uh, corruption has become a very big thing that can be topped even by a small kid they know what corruption is all about and the reason just like you put it is like we are always complaining and you know talking about corruption this country is corrupt the police are corrupt even ourselves we are corrupt we are giving bribes to the police we give bribes to get some you know uh, uh, permits and all that until now, it, 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 it is now, you know, uh, pulling the economy down because each and every topic or talk of the day is corruption. And we are not talking about the developments that are happening. We are not talking about the good things that are happening in this country. All our mindset and all our, you know, talks are about corruption. Even when government secures a loan, people don't see what the loan will do they will see how that loan will be misused. And eventually, that is what will happen, Rahila.
1: Yeah. So that is the sorry state of South Africa at the moment. I hear you. And, you know, the only thing we can do is pray for a better South Africa. Um, for those who are involved in bribery, corruption, fraud, manipulation, violence, all of that, they need to understand that these are all learned behaviors coming from the past of past generations who might have done that. And you learn that some way it's in your genes, in your genetics, and therefore cleaning out that hard drive is a personal choice. Mm -hmm. And for as long as they engage in that way, and they don't understand the generational sin that by doing this, they're creating in their families, future generations, who will be exactly like that or they will attract people who will do that to them.
0: Mm-hmm. That's powerful.
1: It's like, it is, it is, because, you know, I did this work as a rehabilitation program at Correctional Services in Durban, uh, near where I lived, at a correctional facility in Westbrook for 10 years Mm -hmm. and we worked with hardened criminals and and people who were involved in murder, drugs, rape, um, whatever, sexual abuse, whatever it is. And what we found was a generational pattern where a 25-year-old murdered his mom and when I unpacked all of it going into the restorative justice program, what we uncovered was Through his sessions with me, that we uncovered his family, including his mom, going two or three generations back, Mm -hmm. resolved family issues with guns and knives Mm -hmm. to a point where his own mom lost her life because he stabbed her to death. So it was a hard, it was hardcore, really. Where in the restorative justice programs, his mom's family had to come in order to forgive him so he could be released after you know serving his time. Mm -hmm. So these are the patterns that we uncovered as practitioners in working with crime. So whatever goes around comes around, it's a boomerang effect. Mm -hmm. If I'm putting out bribery, corruption, violence, murder, or ill thoughts. To somebody else, it's going to come back, boom, and hit me in the face. When you're not looking, the universe will kick your butt. So Mm -hmm. you cannot escape the universal laws of nature. It will come back to bite you in the bum, as it were. Mm -hmm. So that is why awareness, in emotional intelligence, self-awareness is the foundation of emotional intelligence. It's key my awareness of what I'm thinking and who I am and the awareness of other people's emotions and where they are. So you learn how to come back to your own vortex of energy and mm-hmm. keep this, keeping it pure and pristine clean. And the higher your vibration and frequency is, the more I will attract people like John Gora and mm-hmm. others. I'm seeing even via technology how I'm meeting the most amazing people who resonate the same higher energy frequency as Rahila. And I know that and I trust that. I met Mm -hmm. you and I met others. Mm -hmm. So this is the game we play. The game changer is my energy frequency will match that of God in the universe. It's congruent to that. Mm -hmm. Therefore, in my life, I will not attract violence. I will not attract negativity. I won't attract uh, business transactions that are tainted. I won't, I won't engage in blood money. I won't engage in money coming through ill means because I'm in awareness of the consequences of it. Mm -hmm. I want to die a rich someone. I want to die rich and enriched in my divine source energy. And the legacy I leave behind for my family And for future humanity, for me, that is my mission and blueprint. So I pour all my energy into keeping it clean. Can you see that? So each person, when they're ready, will do that. Mm -hmm. And their soul journey, therefore, we cannot change anything or anyone. And I know I can only have total acceptance of who they are and
0: Mm -hmm. accept
1: them in totality, without judgment, because I'm in peace with everything that's around me. You see that? So that is why my prayer is for inner peace. So no matter what happens around me, I -hmm. am in peace. I am in my own matrix, as it were. So everything else that's (laughs) happening with government and whatever, in my blueprint, I want to have electricity. I want to have water. I want to have the luxuries of life because Mm -hmm. I'll be stupid not to want it. The human experience is all about materialism. You'll be a fool not to want it.
0: You must have money.
1: You understand? But what we're talking about is an
0: integrity
1: with using it well to make Mm -hmm. a difference to others. Because Mm -hmm. it's only people with money who will make a difference to others. Definitely. So because I earn good money, I can make a difference to others. So I can give give you my time right now. I'm not earning from it, Mm -hmm. uh, as in money. Mm -hmm. But I understand that God will give me all the abundance to take care of my needs. In giving Definitely. this time to you and to humanity for a better planet.
0: Definitely. In
1: teaching what I know and sharing with humanity what I know is a gift coming from me through God. <laughs> that my every will be taken care of. So I'm always ready.
0: Right. That's it's the concern about money. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. And what then- greater gift is there than give time?
0: There's nothing uh, bigger than, you know, giving someone your time. And, you know, it's not only your time, but it's your time and your knowledge as well. Because, you know, the pieces of advice that you share here that we get from you, I just know like that somebody would pay for. You know, I see a lot of exactly. courses around. I see a lot of, you know, books being sold and what you're sharing with me here today, you could have just decided to write it in a piece of paper and, you know, publish a book and start selling it. But, but you know, you take it upon yourself, you give it freely, believing and having that belief that God will give you abundance. And this is what we are missing. And this is where at times also, it's connected to, you know, giving away your power because you take your power and you put it in a piece of a book and trust it and trust so much that when you sell the book, you're going to give, your power or your knowledge to other people, then maybe it, 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 it doesn't sell out. So where does your power belong? Yes. It disappears with that book. It disappears within the, with the papers or the sheets of papers. But then when we start to give it out freely, God creates paths for not just even having the books, but, you know, having abundance from nowhere. You just get it coming. And that yeah. is the belief and yes. the mindset that we need to have and, you know, start giving away and giving freely and accept, you know, to share whatever we have with others, Rahila.
1: Yeah. You see, something I was sharing with you and even with Andra, something we put on from Born From Love, was mm-hmm. doing this collaboration and somewhere in the world, we do a live presentation, for example. Definitely. I don't know how it's going to pan out. And I'd love to do that with you. So how amazing it would be if Mm -hmm. if we're putting out the intention and creating ripples for better humanity and planet,
0: Mm that
1: somehow we all meet somewhere in the world and do a live event that we Mm -hmm. send this message live on a live Mm -hmm. platform, but it's streamed live throughout the world
0: in what
1: we share. And, you know, using LinkedIn as a platform to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, that, that it will be a deep prayer for me to, to do that. I'm hoping to be in London in June this year. Mm-hmm. So it'll be awesome, you know, to get people together, to put an event together. I'm happy to come there and share and do whatever. So Definitely. it'll be good for people who are available to show up there and that in a collective consciousness, we can put out these kinds of positive vibes and teachings out there. You know, it's just given free, given from the heart. When we're rich, we give freely. And the thing I, you know, I learned something amazing from a woman called Brandon Bays. She started up the Journey Therapies, and you could Google the thejourney.com. And um, I started my, my alternate practice in doing NLP work and healing through the Journey, and through all the outreach work in South Africa I was sponsored by the journey International Outreach. And something she 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 taught me was stuck. And she said, "The thing you need the most, you give away. The thing you need the most, you give away." So I knew from a very young child, I was always hurting. I grew up in a very toxic home. Life was hard, and yet we were very abundant and well provided for. Um, But coming through life, I just wasn't a happy someone. And I went into self-empowerment training and NLP training. And, you know, the journey had catapulted me to where I am today through all the outreach work and using the tools of the journey uh, in transformational work. So, and the other thing she said was the thing you need to teach the most, you learn. Or the thing you need to learn the most, sorry, you teach. You teach. So, for me, I needed to learn how to heal my mind, body, and soul. So, I teach it. Mm-hmm. I'm learning it through you mm-hmm. and through every client of mine. And through all the outreach work from thousands of people whose lives mm-hmm. we touched. They, they taught me how to heal. Because Mm -hmm. they, my mirror, showing me and reflecting back who I am. So sometimes I may get a client who would sit opposite me and say, oh my God, Rahila, I want to be like you. Look at how confident you are. and You're so at Mm -hmm. peace. And I say, no, 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 my dear. You don't want to be like me. I'm the Mm -hmm. most toxic person you can find. (laughs) Because because that is what I'm learning how not to be. So every client pitches up to show me. So, I will get somebody with sexual abuse, marital Mm -hmm. affairs, or somebody whose business is not doing well, somebody who Mm -hmm. does not have finances. Mm -hmm. When that person shows up, then I know immediately that's an aspect of self I need healing in. Therefore, I attracted that person.
0: It's a reflection
1: of that. And when I dig deep as I'm facilitating them, Mm -hmm. then I see where my computer hard drive needs to be cleaned out. (laughs) So... None of us perfect. We're yes. still on the path of learning. I learned from unborn babies to two-year-olds. Mm-hmm. They teach me mm-hmm. amazingly. They're so gifted. They teach me. They book their wow. own appointments somehow. A four-year-old wow. booked their own appointment. you know. Mm-hmm. So this is a gift I have uh, from the people I serve, whether I give it freely. I've been doing charity work for over 20 years where I gave off myself freely every Wednesday, mm-hmm. where we took people from living in slum areas to becoming heroes, graduates at universities, to earning their own properties. And that those are my success stories of coming from abject poverty mm-hmm. to having everything. So wow. I know that well. I've experienced it with the poorest of the poor in my community and how together as a community, we uplifted them.
0: Mm -hmm. So my
1: way of giving was giving of free therapies and empowerment sessions of entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and building them up and finding and how they found their power within by exactly what I'm teaching and what I shared with you today was Mm -hmm. writing down, clearing that out, rewriting a new movie, rewriting your own DVD of how you want your life to be. So these people came up from squatter camps to getting low-cost government housing to buying their own house, Mm -hmm. houses. So that is, you know, that is amazing when we can see that. From having zero to hero, Mm -hmm. anyone can. I've seen it. I've lived it myself, and I've seen it in others through the teaching and the lessons. I also believe, uh, John Gora, that in, in having this power You also need to nurture it. And the best way to nurture it is good to have mentors, have good mentors. Mm -hmm. A mentor does not mean to be a human being. A Mm. mentor could be a book, could Mm -hmm. be a series of teachings from somebody, whatever it is. And you keep learning and you keep growing in that way. A mentor does not need to be there 24-7. But it's good to have somebody to bat off things, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know, so we grow in that way.
0: Wonderful, Rahila. Wonderful. And uh, I would really wish to thank you so very much for, you know, always creating time for us, Rahila. We learn a lot from you. And, you know, the beauty of this uh, kind of conversation and the reason why I'm always happy to have you here is that, you know, I'm always confident that I'm going to speak to a person who knows what exactly I am and the place where I'm coming from. And, you know, it, it, it makes me confident when we speak and when I hear uh, your voice calling on to how to get ourselves back on track. And um, just to summarize all that we've talked about today, and I would also like to uh, report to my audience that this is just the f- uh, start of this conversation, a weekly conversation that we have agreed to have with Rahila. So if you want to get a mentor, just like Rahila has said, this is the time that you need to, uh, you know, um, subscribe to this channel so that you can have all these teachings at each and, each and every week as they drop. And as well as Rahil, I'm always, you know, happy to invite people to contact you, Rahila, so that at least they can have the taste of firsthand information just speaking to you and getting that kind of uh, the power and impact that I got from you to make this great thing that I'm doing today. And uh, I would also like to invite a friend of mine who's called Olande de We are speaking yesterday, and uh, I was talking uh, uh, to him about what we are planning to do. And he's a guy who's uh, also doing well and is uh, an optimistic guy who's looking forward to bring a difference in the world and also back to Kenya. We have been doing some things together as well, and I'm inviting him as well to also look at it and, you know, get away and how he can approach Rahila And we. Uh, I'm sure you're always open to receiving these people and talking to them, Rahila. Yes,
1: John Gara. You know, the thing is, time is uh, of value as well. I'd love to, mm-hmm. uh, like, have one-on-one conversations with lots of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, people do contact me via direct messaging. However, understand I'm, I'm a consultant, I'm helping businesses. Yes. I, um, I'm in my private practice where I work mm-hmm. one-on-one. So my paying clients and, and uh, the people who pay me come first,
0: mm-hmm. yes. obviously. Definitely. And
1: even when I do have time, I, I would urge people to rather follow my content. Mm-hmm. In like when I, when you do a post or somebody else does a post and when, when I'm fully engaging in what you're saying,
0: mm-hmm. I think
1: people will learn a lot coming out of the content uh, because right. I take a lot of time and effort in, in responding to different people's posts. Mm-hmm. I, I think like you, I wouldn't just write just anything. I always <laughs> come from a space of honoring yes. and that whatever I write will be meaningful. That will create an impact anyway. Yes. On somebody.
0: And I think, and I really think
1: millions of people have picked up on that in who I am and what I do. Mm-hmm. And because as you know, there is not time for how hello, how are you, what do you yes. do? I don't have time, yes. for that. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, very true. And I love how you're putting it. You know, I've, I've always gotten a lot of uh, DMs with such kind of uh, hello, how are you, how are you doing today? You know,
1: and worst is, I, what do, sometimes you
0: do? I, I, I go into asking people if I am having 3,000 followers, imagine. All of them sending me a, a DM and asking me, hello, how are you? How am I going to be able to reply to them? You know, if you want to approach people, there is always a way on how to send a message. Send a message that will trigger that person's, you know, mind to to, to, to come back to you, you know, to, 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 to want to learn more about you. But not telling people, hello, how are you? What do you do? You already... <laughs> You have my profile with you. You've gone through it. You you can see my activities. The sad thing is,
1: people don't read profiles. They don't. They don't read your profile and they connect with you and then they ask you, what do you do? Hello, read my profile. The other thing (laughs) I I very quickly want to share you know, it's not um, in relation to what we spoke about. Mm -hmm. However, I'd like to say this from a place of respect and honoring. Mm-hmm. That young people and people on LinkedIn, when, when you are uh, connecting with somebody new like myself, okay. just be aware in how you greet somebody.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You do not just say hey to someone
0: yes.
1: or yes. somebody, can you believe somebody addressed me as hi cutie? Oh my. Yeah. And I wrote back to the person and I said, on a professional platform, this is unacceptable. Definitely. So it's good that we bring in these things as well, you know, Mm -hmm. in looking in terms of power and how we use power. Mm -hmm. And that we always, you know, come from a place of awareness and respect for the other. Very, very important.
0: Very important indeed, and Rahila. And uh, I wish to just uh, get the the last part of this conversation, Rahila. And I want to thank you so much for giving us this opportunity and also, you know, taking your time to sit with us and discuss with us the beauty of having your power or securing your power, Rahila. So um, back to you, the microphone is back to you, Rahila. I would wish to have your last parting shot, something that you would want to pass across the world before we finish, Rahila.
1: Um, you know, I actually made a note of a quote uh, to end our podcast. Let me see yes. if I can find it. Where did I write it?
0: Definitely.
1: You know, at the end of the day, um, I don't even need to find it because, in, you know, in closing, what we just um, spoke about, which is so beautiful, is that the quality of your thoughts Mm -hmm. The quality of your emotions, the quality of your beliefs, I'm talking about the positive ones, will determine the quality of your life and the amount of power you have that you can exert to make it happen for you. So that is very, very important. The quality of your thoughts, your emotions, your new beliefs. You know, when I spoke about creating the new DVD? Mm
0: -hmm. Yes.
1: So... The more you put positive energy into that, the more you're going to manifest that quality of life that you so want. And the whole conception of your idea then becomes a blueprint for your vision going forward. And you keep building on it and building on it and building on it every single day. So imagine if every day you're having positive thoughts where you're letting go of the negative, can you imagine... Each thought you're putting in, how many more ripples it's going to make. And you see how powerful that is. So what happens? Let's let's look at the analogy of droplets of water, right? So I'm having yes. a positive uh, thought. It's a drop of water. Mm-hmm. I'm having a new emotion. It's a drop of water. I'm having a new belief. It's a drop of water. My new action is a drop of water. And what happens if you collect that water in a container? It'll grow bigger and bigger and become a puddle eventually if you put it out. The puddle will slowly become a pond, a lake, and then imagine it then like a river. It'll connect and go into the big ocean. Can mm-hmm. you imagine the big splashes you're going to be making? For the big wave, you become the big wave after that. A small droplet of top water becomes a huge wave in the ocean.
0: That's absolutely and that is true. what
1: I'd like to leave our listeners with today.
0: <laughs> so the small droplets of water becomes a bigger, bigger ripples inside the ocean. And that is what creates, I was taught in the primary school, I guess, that the ocean is big. But, you know, it starts yes. from very small water features that, you know, comes into joining each other and, and, and putting that water into a big thing that you can see. Uh, wherever you are from. So this is a One Talk Radio podcast. I was with my friend, a sister, and a great knowledgeable woman uh, who's doing great things on LinkedIn and also one-on-one with the business personalities, organizations. If you would wish to have a contact with Rahila, she's always available on LinkedIn and you can reach to her professionally so you that you can get all these pieces of advice and information that she has Uh, for you or for your company until next week again when we shall have the same conversation my name is John Gora and thank you so much Rahila for coming be blessed and do have a wonderful wonderful day thank you so much John Gora bye
1: now
0: Thank you so much for choosing One Talk Podcast and listening to today's message. I hope you subscribe not to miss any episode that comes each and every week. We'll drop it right here to inspire not only you, but the world over. One Talk, the world unites.